Hello, America. It's time for Uncle Sam Says Part 2, How to Be an American. A little while ago, I talked with a teenage boy who was, to all appearances, a good, clean, sober-minded kid. He did well in school and was looking forward to making a difference and doing good in the world. I really liked this guy. Then he said something that nearly curled my toes. He lamented about the celebration of Columbus Day. When I asked him why he did not want to celebrate Christopher Columbus, he explained that he could not understand why we should respect and even honor such an evil man. <laughs> I was shocked, and it showed. He seemed surprised that I did not know. Why, he was terrible to the Indians. He conquered them. He beat them up. He enslaved them. Then to top off all his accusations, <laughs> he added that Columbus gave all of the Indians smallpox, which killed off most of them. Nope, that young man just could not see why we would want to set aside a whole day just to honor such a wicked man. <laughs> well, after a minute, I, I was just getting my breath back and my wind up, and, and the moment was lost. The kid wasn't being malicious. He wasn't trying to pick a fight. He really just didn't get it. Obviously, most Americans still honored and revered Christopher Columbus, and they must have had what they thought was a good reason. What could that reason be when it was so obvious that Christopher Columbus was such a disaster of a man? Well, the kid was talking about his favorite football team. I, I let it go, and figuring out what happened really is, is pretty simple. Uh, figuring out how to correct such thinking, well, now that's going to take some doing. What happened is that the progressive movement, which began way back in President Woodrow Wilson's era, has been writing and changing our education textbooks to fit an agenda. That agenda is pure and simple to undermine our faith in America. And if any doubt this, then I suggest they go to any competent data source and see how many Democrats and progressives are in our institutions of higher learning. Guys, it's running about 93%. No joke. Add to that the likes of the Cloward Piven and the Saul Alinsky doctrines that are adopted and taught and, and call for the overthrow of America. It gets even worse. But back to just changing the history books. In our country, we believe in freedom of speech, even when that speech rails against our government. But our freedom of speech stops when it comes to slander. Have you wondered why? Slander is when someone tells a lie about someone else with the malicious intent to hurt him. Why is slander so bad? Well, it's bad because it's so hard to defend against. When a lie is sent out, it seems it's carried by the wind and people continue to believe even when it's proven time and again that it's false. Why is the gossip so damaging? One rather famous example of this is the effect of the James Thompson calendar and his revenge for not getting a government post from President Thomas Jefferson. Callender was a journalist, and he began a campaign of slander against many of those in public office in 1802, including the president, Thomas Jefferson. He simply accused Jefferson of having sex with his slave, Sally Hemings, and of fathering six of her children. He even invented some names for the children, just like his other tirades against government officials, he had no proof, and he didn't need any. His articles sold and were picked up and enlarged upon by his political opponents until it became accepted as fact, until our own day, when proper research and DNA testing finally exonerated President Jefferson, and that the real culprit was the nephew of Thomas Jefferson, Peter Carr. The lie was told and retold and was accepted as truth. A lot of real damage was done. 
The same is true with many others in our history. A few weeks ago, my granddaughter called me from her school. She'd listened to my stories and knew that her teacher was wrong when she accused George Washington of starting the French and Indian War. She called her teacher out, and her teacher accepted her challenge to call me. Now, there is another uh, good teacher. <laughs> A very good teacher. Uh, misinformed, maybe, but, but she was willing to learn. I again told the story of George Washington carrying the news of the French back to Governor Dinwiddie of Virginia, but that was just that. He was a newsboy. He did not start the war. <laughs> bless my granddaughter for standing up for what she knew to be true, and bless that teacher for being willing to learn the truth. Now back to Christopher Columbus. He was born in Genoa in 1451 to a poor family. His father was a weaver, and it was Christopher's job to prepare the wool for weaving. But as soon as he could get away every day, he was down to the waterfront where he could watch the boats coming in and, and listen to all the sailors tell their stories. His heart was with the sea, and he longed to be there. He went as soon as he could, and by the age 22, he was a full-time sailor. He kept a journal. In that journal over the course of his life, he made lots of references to his relationship to God. He told of his going to his personal prayers several times a day. He believed in God. He knew that God directed him. He knew that the Holy Ghost was sent to him. He said, quote, The Lord was well disposed to my desire, and he bestowed upon me courage and understanding. Knowledge of seafaring he gave me in abundance, of astrology as much as was needed, and of geometry and astronomy likewise. Further he gave me joy and cunning in drawing maps, and thereon cities, mountains, rivers, islands, and harbors, each one in its place. Now while there were many ignorant and superstitious people that did believe that the earth was flat, and that monsters could catch those poor unfortunate sailors who ventured too close to the edge, at least those who didn't get caught in the boiling water there. Columbus knew better. He also knew that any competent sailor knew that the earth was round and not flat. The reasons he knew that were obvious to all who were piloting the ship. For example, they knew that a man on the deck could not see a ship that a man in the crow's nest at the top of the sails could see until it got closer. In fact, they knew this so well they could actually judge the distance to a ship by how high they were from the surface of the water when they first saw the ship. Stand on the deck and you could see about five or six miles, but the man in the crow's nest could see for about twenty miles. They knew that the surface of the ocean was curved away from them. It was not flat. If it were flat, then a ship could be seen a hundred miles as well as five or six or even twenty. Could they even see that far? Well... Well, they got to be able to see pretty good. You see, it was not uncommon for a good lookout to be able to see the top mast poles of a ship that was still hull down over the horizon. That's the same as being able to see the top of a telephone pole 25 miles away. They could really do that, and without a telescope, they could actually see the curvature of the earth. Yepper, they knew the earth was not flat. Columbus was sent on his voyages by the Queen of Spain for the purpose of profit. He was expected to earn money for the crown. When he could not find the gold or jewels he, he expected, the, the only other thing he could think of that would bring money to the crown was slaves. When he brought back Indians to Queen Isabella as slaves, she decided they were all her subjects, therefore 
could not be enslaved. That left poor Christopher with no way to bring an income to Spain, so he became very disappointed. Christopher Columbus was truly a hard man. You can't control three ships full of superstitious men and a new land full of misunderstood Indians without being a very hard man. He was a very good explorer, but a dismal failure at being a governor. As a result, he made many enemies, and many false stories were made up about him. How to be an American? The first thing you can do is learn more about him. And while learning, please understand that most of the information out there is rumor and is not factual. Learn to separate the facts from the malicious gossip that has been promoted, especially in recent years, by those dad-burn progressives. Next, defend Christopher Columbus. We know that he was a very religious man. In weakness he made mistakes, but the good that he did gave the world a new continent. He tried to do what Heavenly Father wanted him to do, as he saw it. That's how to be an American.